Jingle bells, Clemson smells, and Kirby laid an egg. The Urban Mobile lost his wills, and the Irish got away with that easy schedule. <laughs> <laughs> Happy holidays, everybody. This is Drew Fluffy Coats. Mm. And Philip Fizzy Barton. And this is Fluffy and Fizzy Sports Lines. How are the holidays treating you there, Barton? Oh, good, man. You know, uh, recording a little later here on Friday. I had some stuff to take care of uh, holiday-wise, but all in all, good so far. Well, you know, everybody should be able to sneak away during the holidays, you know, to watch to watch the bowl games and some football and listen to our podcast. And what listen the hell to Fluffy and Fizzy Sports Lounge. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, if you are, you know, trying to get away from the in-laws and listening to our program for the very first time, there are three things we talk about on this uh, podcast. We talk about beer, cigars, and, and some good old, old college, college football. football. So what kind of beer are you drinking there this week there, Barton? Uh, I, I, uh, I was digging through the refrigerator. Looking at, you know, I had a couple beers in there. I said, what am I going to try? This one has been in here for quite some time. It is your Maybe favorite. Like... No. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't stay in the fridge long. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it is actually from uh, Young Vets Brewing Company. Uh-oh. It's a uh, it's private plum, the sour. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm not a sour guy, but, you know, this was in there. I said, I'm going to give it a, I'm going to give it a little whirl. Not bad. You know, like I said, I'm not a huge sour guy. To me, they all kind of have a vinegary taste to them. But this one's actually not too bad. It's, uh, I get more of the fruit flavor coming out in it than, than more of the, you know, more bit, uh, more of the bitterness, you know, so. Yeah. Sours is one of those beers, like, not a lot of breweries uh, brew them because not a lot of, not a lot of breweries have a dedicated, uh, have the dedication to brew. Because once mm. you basically brew one, uh, one sour you basically have to use that whole system for the yeah. sour system so not a whole lot of breweries do it but it gives you variety for you know certain certain craft breweries that young vets they they up there in virginia beach virginia where i'm from and they have that whole dedicated system and it's and they they come out with a bunch of them and uh all the time so if you like sour beers that's where you need to go to yeah get them. yeah if, if you're a sour person uh Definitely give this one a shot. This is a, you know, I, you know, I hate to repeat myself, but I'm I'm not a huge sour guy, but you know, I I'll definitely I'll definitely sip on this one. It's not bad. It's one, it, yeah, but you know, we both like to try different kinds of beer, so it's definitely worth if you like to try, like try to see where your you know where your palate's at. It's worth a shot. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for, yeah, yeah. Totally, I agree. For me, when I when I tried it the first time. It killed my palate. <laughs> it annihilated. But that's my wife's favorite beer. So I, you know, so, to each his own, I guess. There so, we go. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'm drinking a, a, brew, a beer from a brewery down here, down in Pensacola, Florida, where I'm at. And it's uh, from a Pensacola Bay brewery. It's called Lighthouse Porter. Very smooth. Got that, it's like, a, it's like a typical Porter style. It's very, it's got that kind of mocha like taste to it very good mm-hmm. very smooth no no bitterness to it it's easy and especially when you know it's getting time winter time right now it's perfect beer for this time of year yeah um i actually probably have a cigar that i'm going to talk about that would pair very well with that i'm kind of going opposite ends of the spectrum on my beer and cigar my beers well, go ahead <laughs> my beers and cigars are not good matches uh but, but what, what you're drinking well, what- on would probably be a good match 
Well, tell me what your cigar is then. We have the um, the Esteban Carreras Habano, aged mm-hmm. 13 years. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's a Habano wrapper, Nicaraguan filler, uh, binder. This is, this is a full boy. This bad boy here is, I was reading as I was doing a little research on it. It's actually uh, one of the strongest blends that Esteban Carreras makes. So, mm-hmm. so you're getting, you know, you're getting something that, uh, as they say, it's not for the faint of heart, but, yeah. um, but to go along with your beer, you know, it said you're getting coffee, cinnamon, dried fruit, uh, earth, wood, leather type deal. So I think that would, that would definitely would pair well with the, uh, the beer that you're drinking right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got one of these cigars from Cuba or not from Cuba, Colombia. My in-laws actually went to Colombia, and, you know, they thought about me, mm-hmm. you know, me being a cigar guy. Like, they got me a huge bundle. One of these was this, uh, was this one. It's called a, a Cigaros uh, Poyana. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very smooth. Um, man, they know what they're doing down there. <laughs> <laughs> it, dude, one of the best smokes I've had uh, was definitely it, – it's not a very long cigarette or cigar. So like you're not gonna it's it's probably gonna be a good hour burn, okay. you know. Yeah, so. But but that's not that's not for me that's plenty because something especially this time of year where it's too goddamn cold to be out there for three hours yeah, on a cigar. Absolutely, yeah. You definitely, this time of year you're looking at you want to look at something that's it's gonna get you around that hour burn time. You don't want much yeah. more than that. You're gonna you'll freeze your ass off. You know? We don't <laughs> we don't we don't encourage people getting frostbite just to smoke a goddamn cigar. No, and, so, and, a, so. <laughs> and a cigar is meant to be enjoyed. And you're not gonna enjoy it, you know, sitting out there shivering and shaking and you know, freezing the shit. So <laughs> No, that's not what we do. No, that's not what we do. <laughs> All right, so we got the beer, we got the cigars. Let's get down to the nitty gritty. We got some good college football news going on this week. The biggest headline is probably going to be Justin Fields uh, deciding to finally transfer. Yeah. And to me, I saw this coming once once, they, once we saw Jake Fromm was being legit this year. It's, he improved on last year's like freshman performance, and and I don't think he lost the SEC game. I think Kirby Smart pretty much lost it for them. Yeah, Kirby laid an egg. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, and to me, if Ju- – Justin Fields going there in the first place seemed like a wash because he basically had to hope and pray that Jake Fromm would make a mistake for him to get in, get be replaced. Because the way Jake Fromm played last year, wh- why would he think that would not be a that would be the place to go after you know? Because even if he decides to stay, he would still have to at least sit out for two years of eligibility. Yeah, with you know Justin Fields, that that situation like that's that's starting to become something you see more and more in college football that I, I don't really understand. Um, you're starting to see like these top notch programs get like the top quarterbacks in consecutive, you know, consecutive years. You're starting to see them bring in these elite quarterbacks each class, mm-hmm. which, you know, if you're, if you're a program, of course, you're going to take them if they want to come to you. But as you're, if you're a player, it's the stupid. Move. Yeah. Like, okay, this guy is a, this guy, who is a freshman has a solid lock on the starting job. I'm going to go there and, you know, obviously as the competitor, you say I can beat him out, but if you don't beat him out, you're riding the bench for the next three years. So I, I don't, it's just not, it wasn't a smart move. When I, when I heard this happen, when he was going to Georgia last year, I'm like, why is he going there? Jake Frum's a freshman. He took his team to the national title game. 
why of all the schools you could have gone to because he was he was the number one prospect and i think overall last year was he not yeah yeah so like why go there you have your pick of the litter and now he's talking about going to ohio state Ohio State, yeah and they have a guy that's behind uh dwayne haskins who they are very highly highly on and now he wants to go there and now this the guy that he's trying to beat out has already been in the system for a year so now he's already subjecting himself to be behind in the playbook and if if he was a position player I'd say go ahead, yeah, try it. Yeah, exactly. You know, you can. But quarterback is a different breed because you have to. It, it, you have to know the system. You can't just win. On, you can't just go out there and play on just God given talent. You need and, to know the system. And it's not receiver where you can have three, four, five of you on the field at the same time, or even running back mm-hmm. where you may have two or yeah. three on the field. There's you got one quarterback and there's only one ball to go around. So, you know, dual systems have only worked. <laughs> I think dual quarterback systems have only worked twice. But uh, at the same time, there's only one quarter most of the time. Now you run some gimmick plays, but there's only one quarterback on on the field each play. It doesn't matter who it is, yeah. you know. So even if you're splitting reps, you're not you know you're not getting the full start. You're not the full starter. You know, it's not like mm-hmm. like I say a wide receiver. You put three or four of you on the field at the same time, you know. So, but yeah, I I don't I don't know what is in this kid's head. Maybe he's just I don't know if it's I'm not saying it's Eric. I don't know him personally. I don't know if it's just his arrogance thinking he could beat out any quarterback that comes his way because obviously he couldn't do it this year because Jake Promise. But it's not it's not just him though. This is a trend that's starting to you're starting to see it in college football. Yeah, Clemson's had it. Clemson, yeah. Clemson brought in all these highly ranked quarterbacks. Now obviously the best one, the best ones left standing. The rest of them are transferred. Yep. Um, but I I don't know. I think as a as a recruit you have to you have to be honest with yourself. You have to say okay. If I can't beat this guy out, which, you know, no guy, I guess, mentality of a football player, you're not going to say that. You're not going to be like, oh, well, I may not beat this guy out. You're going to go in thinking, oh, yeah, I'm going to beat this guy out. I'm going to be QB1 by the end of the spring, you know. Yeah. but Well, going back to Clemson, like, that that's how it all kind of worked out for them, ultimately, with Trevor Lawrence now. And, like, because seeing Kelly Bryant last year, he looked good, but he wasn't like a game changing he was a game manager as a quarterback and it was still progress it was still the same this year that's why they went with trevor lawrence because trevor lawrence even though he's a freshman he's got an arm he's got athletic ability yeah he's he, he's gonna take that team and and i at least to a championship game and, i think and that's just- and what will and what will happen is next year's recruiting class yeah or maybe the you know, maybe 2020's recruiting class here they go and ink a top five quarterback in the country you know, and you're and you're kind of looking at that like, why are you going there? You know, here's here's Trevor yeah. Lawrence as a he's clearly the established starter. He's clearly going to be one of the best quarterbacks in the country. Yeah, why are you signing there? You're basically signing up to ride the bench. And <laughs> I, my thing is not to get any conspiracy theories, but what are they telling these guys that make them come willing to sit and ride the oh, bench? Oh yeah, you I know? mean, yeah. it's it, it's not it's it's pretty obvious that you know these recruits do get stuff for these visits and stuff like that. It's been like yeah. this as long as long as uh, college football has had, ever had boosters. And it will continue. They'll find something, some some way to get these college kids to come any to any school they want. Yep. Well, let me talk. Well, since we're on the topic of transfers, mm-hmm. now, you know, the NCAA the last few years has relaxed transfer rules. I think now yeah. there's not so much restriction on them. Mm-hmm. Um. What do you feel about that? You think recruits, when they transfer, should be able to go wherever they want to with not sitting out a year and all that stuff? 
Or do you think I there think should be so. some restriction to it? I think so. I, I don't I personally don't mind it because if you know, if a situation's not working out in a certain way and you it honestly if you have the coach's blessing, like look at Baker Mayfield, like he at, when he went to from Texas Tech to Oklahoma, like he didn't exactly have like the best situation with the coach there. So he had no other basically no other choice but to transfer. Mm-hmm. And look, and look, obviously, look how that turned out. It was the best decision he ever made. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I I it, tend to agree with you. Um, I just brought it up, you know, as maybe a little talking point here. But yeah, I, I agree. Like, if 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 the coaches can leave mid contract and go coach yeah, wherever student, they want to coach, then a player, student athletes should. Yeah, a player who's actually out there on the field making the plays, winning the mm-hmm. ball game, should be able to. Uh, should you know if he. He's at South Carolina, or and he wants to go to Florida, or he wants to go to Clemson. He should be able to. And I like the fact that now, like this year, they actually show that you can play four games before being registered. Registered, yeah, yeah I, which is awesome because so so many times you see these kids get season-ending knee injuries at the beginning of the season in their career, and they're like, "I just wasted a year of eligibility." Now that's basically just gone away with. Mm-hmm. And that and that saves them that okay I can rehabilitate I can keep my extra year I can keep my pro pro I can keep my uh pro uh dream alive kind of thing and because when because say a sophomore tears his ACL or a junior tears his ACL in the third game like he has no film on him really so his dream is done and so he he's basically in that state like okay there's nothing I can do now yeah and I mean you know from not just the injury perspective, but just from a team perspective. Let's say you got a, mm-hmm. a freshman who comes in and you play him in the first couple of games and it's it's apparent that he's just not getting it early. Mm-hmm. You can shut him down. He's played in a couple of games, you can shut him down and get the red shirt. But you know, and if he's if he if he after four games he's clearly picking up on it, you know, you can go ahead and let him play play like normal and burn his uh burn his red shirt. But yeah, I definitely like that rule. I like the way that they're actually starting to appeal more towards the students and not just the yeah. colleges that are giving these kids the free ride. Yeah, and and you seen this year, I think I saw more waivers from the NCAA to allow immediate playing time for uh, transfers. Mm-hmm. This year, it seemed like everyone, every kid was transferring. It didn't matter what program they transferred to or well, from. They were getting, they were getting, uh, they were all, not all of them. But it seemed like as long as they were kind of in good academic standing, and 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 things of that nature, they were getting uh, they were getting waivers. Mm-hmm. Well, let's be let's be let's be real here. Like the NCAA is a money making system. But it's mm-hmm. just it's just as simple as that. So when you got a high recruit trying to transfer or a high prospect trying to transfer to another another school. The NCAA is going to say, approve. We want to see you on – we want to get ratings up for the season next year. All And all this jazz just to boost up, you know, make more money for NCAA because that's ultimately what their their deal is to make money. It's not it's not for the benefit of the students. It's to make money. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we have 74 goddamn bowl games. Yeah. Speaking of bowl <laughs> games. Oh, man. And we're rolling into it now, I guess. <laughs> Fluffy and Fizzy's bowl challenge. Jeez. So I I took I took an L this week, folks. Okay, I thought San Diego State would would pull it out, and they got trounced by Ohio. So, and as I'm I'm sitting here now, I have uh, 
I have the BYU Western Michigan game on. It looks BYU clearly has this in 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 control. They're up forty. I told you they would do it. Yeah, they're up forty two to eighteen with about six minutes to go. But uh, so I'm going ahead and counting this one in. I'm going ahead to count this one. In. Sorry, uh, ladies and gentlemen, that's my dog Willow squeaking her chew toy at the door. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm going ahead and count this one as a win for both of us. So our one loss. Uh, was the very first bowl game we picked? Uh, we both picked Louisiana Lafayette to beat Tulane. Tulane, Tulane two, two won. So handily after the <laughs> after our first round of games, uh, I lead the bowl challenge nine to one, and Fluffy is setting it eight and two. <laughs> See, that's not bad though. I'm still doing all right. Oh yeah, you know, just well, those, those two losses suck. But yeah. I mean that that's. <laughs> Eight, eight and two is not bad for ten. Games. I tried to tell you. I tried to tell you. Oh my god! Let's get over <laughs> it. If I had to agree with you on every single one, we'd be sitting at nine and one evenly right now. Well, I, I tried to tell you. All right, so let's get into. The, we're gonna get into the bowl games here. Uh, we got uh, first bowl game. You guys, uh, the Birmingham Bowl yeah. with Memphis and uh, what's who else is playing? Wake Forest. Wake Forest. Okay. Who do you got in this one, there, Barton? Um. So. Wake Forest score about 32 points a game. They've won their last two out of three, and out of that two was they upset the then number 14-ranked NC State. Uh, they got a wide receiver, Greg Dortch, a little over 1,000 yards, eight touchdowns, both second in the ACC. Memphis, they got uh, about 43, 43 points per game, which is number seven, but they have no Daryl Henderson. You know, they're, they're big, bad running back. Uh Mm-hmm. The backup Patrick Taylor, he's not too shabby. He's got just over a thousand yards and fifteen total touchdowns. They've lost their last three bowl games. Um, I think I'm going to go with Wake Forest on this one, though. Um, You're going to go with Wake? Yeah, I think. I think. Um, I don't know why. Don't ask me why. I'm just just a feeling. I'm just going to go with Wake Forest. Okay, well, that's fair. I'm going to go with. I'm going to go differently on you with this one, just because. Um, they, they, yeah, Wake Forest. You know they could put up some points, but their quarterback. I mean, he's. I think he's a freshman. Yes. I think he's going to make that freshman mistake. Um, Hartman. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to make that freshman mistake. And uh, White for BYU. He could, he's got some numbers for that. For uh, even though they play in that Atlanta conference over there, mm-hmm. I think I think Memphis pulls it out. I think they get the W and get their get to their ninth win. Okay. All right, so now we got the Armed Forces Bowl. This, this is, you know, the Ed Oliver less Houston Cougars. <laughs> yep. Against the Army Golden Knights. Uh, who are you going with this one on, Barton? Um, I'm going to go with Army. Uh, yeah. So they, you know, they're looking to win 11 games for the first time ever, looking for three straight mm-hmm. bowl wins. Obviously, everybody knows about quarterback Kelvin Hopkins. He can get it done <laughs> on the ground. But, uh, you know, for them, he's almost got a thousand yards passing, which for them is like, you know, that'd be like a, a normal quarterback throwing for like four thousand yards. Uh, <laughs> Houston started seven one, lost their last three out of four. Everybody knows the Ed Oliver story. I, I'm going to go with Army. Yeah, I'm going to go with Army too. Uh, I think that triple option offense, especially against Houston's, you know, pitiful defense, especially now that Ed Oliver's gone. Yeah, I think they just. I think they. I, we're both Navy guys, but we still support the Armed Forces. It's an Armed Forces Bowl. We're going to go with Army on this one. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Now, we got the Dollar General Bowl. I'm down here in Pensacola. This is about this is out in Mobile. 
Alabama. It's about two hours, maybe even two hours. Uh, they were giving away tickets for free and travel for free, but it's the it's if if it wasn't any other team besides Buffalo and Troy, I probably would have won. <laughs> it's just it's not a you hear free football tickets, and this is why it's Buffalo and Troy. Yeah, and I'm gonna go with Buffalo on this one. I don't know who you're gonna pick on this. You're one. going Buffalo, okay? Well, uh, Buffalo at ten and three. Uh, that's their most wins in program history. Uh, they have a really good quarterback. It's Tyree Jackson. I was as I was looking. Uh, mm-hmm. 2,800 yards, 27 touchdowns, seven rushing touchdowns. And I'm going to tell you something. I love Troy's head coach, Neil Brown. Oh, this is my guy. They're looking for their 10 wins three years in a row. They got the anchor of the defense, Hunter Reese. He got seven and a half sacks this year, Big Daddy. I'm going to go with the Troy Trojans. Okay, so we got two games that we're actually differing on. That's more than last week, folks. <laughs> so now we have two games to watch. And they're both tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I'm watching TV tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> like you wouldn't right. anyway. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> ne- uh, ne- next, we got the Hawaii Bowl. We got, obviously, Hawaii. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Plays in every year. Yeah. Why would they – see, I don't get this. All right, Hawaii's playing Louisiana Tech, which I, I obviously we understand why Louisiana Tech's going to this bowl game. It's freaking Hawaii. Why doesn't want to go anywhere else but home? Is that how awesome Hawaii is that they have to stay in their own home game? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can't argue against it, but, like, I would like a change of scenery. I would think you would want to change the scenery, but I guess Hawaii is super awesome. Well, That's why they you know, the last time the last time they played a bowl – well, it may not be the last time, but, you know, with Colt Brennan, I think it was around 2007, eight, somewhere around in that area with Colt Brennan. They went undefeated. And they went to uh, the Sugar Bowl and got destroyed yeah. by Georgia. By Georgia. So, I guess, I guess they figured they would just stay in Hawaii from here on out. <laughs> yeah, I, that's fair. But, yeah, who are you going with this one there, Barton? Uh, I'm actually going to go with Hawaii. Uh, started, they started 6-1, and one, had a four-game losing streak, but they won mm-hmm. their final two games. They have a uh, wide receiver, John Ursa, 1,300 yards, 16 touchdowns. Uh, Louisiana Tech – I don't know much about them. I was reading they have a good, they have a pretty decent wide receiver. They have a thousand yard receiver. Uh, mm-hmm. They're coached by a fun fact. They're coached by uh, legendary Lou Holtz's son, Skip Holtz. Skip Holtz. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, at the end of the day, I'm just gonna. I wonder if he talks like him. <laughs> I think I'm just gonna go with Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're both going with Hawaii on that one. So we're going to the next. We got the first responder bowl. Boston College versus Boise State. Boston College started the season really hot, and then they got ran over by Clemson, and basically their season's just gone, gone hill, downhill since then. Boise State, they didn't win the mat, uh, the Mountain West Conference, but they're still at a respectable. They can still, I think they're they can get ten wins this season. Yeah, they're ten and three now. Okay, so never mind. They already got ten wins. Yeah. So that, I, I'm going with Boise State. I I, I expect a, I don't even expect it to be close. Kind of. Yeah, honestly. I think everybody kind of. Everybody fell in love with you know Boston College early. Everybody knew about AJ Dillon, the run game, mm-hmm. playing defense. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you. I think uh, you know with, with Brett Ripon, the, they're just I think Boise's just a better team. Yeah, I think so too. So going from that to the Quick Lane Bowl, you got Minnesota versus Georgia Tech. I'm going with the Golden Gophers on this one. Oh, uh, you seen you seen them live? You seen what happened I, live? 
Yeah, it took the axe from me. So I'm, you know, I got again, like BYU, like I said about BYU last week. I'm trying to justify some of our freaking win, our losses. Mm-hmm. So, but they have a receiver who's got a thousand yards this year, and Tyler Johnson and ten touchdowns. I think he's going to be a mix match. I think he's going to be a mismatch problem if they can get him the ball, which their quarterback play is. Eh. But all you got to do is throw it to this guy. He he'll he he will prove you right every single time. Well, looking at Minnesota. I was reading where their offense really struggles to finish drive. Their offense can move the ball, but they struggle to finish drives. Um, mm-hmm. When you go to the defensive side of the ball, their leading tackler, Blake Cashman's out. Uh, and they're, uh, it's a defense that already, even with him playing, gives up 28 points per game. Georgia Tech, no surprise, has the top rush offense in the country. Their rushers mm-hmm. are averaging about four to six yards per carry. So they're not very explosive, but they're going to grind the clock out. I'm going to go with the Ramblin' wreck here. Okay. All right. Well, is Paul Johnson even coaching this game, or is he stepped? Or is he already stepped down? I, I don't know. I would assume that he's not. But I, I would assume he's I, coaching. This would be his last game, which would be an awesome. Maybe he. Like, yeah. It, maybe he is. I don't know. To be honest, I really don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but he he is probably one of the he is probably one of the legendary coaches in this in this country because he's one of the only one he he is the only one besides the you know academies that runs that. Awesome triple option offense that I love. It's, ob- it's awesome when it works. When, yeah. it, when it's not working, it's, well, it's three and outs. <laughs> well, the, well, the thing with the triple option is that with the, what kills the academy is the, they have to have weight, weight limits. Mm-hmm. With Paul Johnson, that's probably why he went to Georgia Tech. He, he doesn't have to be concerned with weight limits for the offensive line anymore. So, because you know us, you know, as military guys, we got to be physically shit and ship shape, you know? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So. Until until you make like E seven and above, and then you know, or until you hit pork call, you know, you just start hammering the beers down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kudos to the sandbox, by the way. Yeah, love that. <laughs> love that place. Love that place. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next, we're going to the Cheez It Bowl. Mm, my, one of my favorite bowls. You know what would be awesome if they had the Cheez It? You know. Wheel of Cheese commentating for this game because that's probably the only thing that's going to make yeah, this game interesting. Yeah, and it would probably try to like, make little smart-ass comments. Like, you know. Yeah, I would love it. The purpose, of the, but... the purpose of the thing is to score a touchdown. <laughs> that, was my, that was my cheese at wheel that, impersonation. That was a terrible impersonation. So, uh, we got Cal and TCU. Uh, I'm going to go with the Golden Bears on this one. Um, I don't know. No particular reason. Uh, there are six and – whether it's six and six, seventy five, seventy five, like yeah, yeah. Uh, I basically saw this game, looked at the record, and I saw I just remember TCU's season was already to doom from the start. I'm just going to go with Cal on this one. Yeah, um, Cal is is only running the ball for about 168 yards per game. Uh, they rank 108th in scoring at 22 points per game. They rank 112th in uh, yards per game passing. Uh, their their defense is 16th in yards per game and, mm-hmm. and 24th in points per game. TCU, they don't rush the ball very well. They don't score many points. Their defense is their defense is 26th, but it but their scoring defense is is in the 40s. Um. I, I'm gonna, so who are you going? Yeah, with? I'm going with Cal. Yeah, I think Cal's right, gonna. Yeah. I think their offense is gonna do just enough to. 
I don't think either one's going to score very many points. But I think Cal's going to do enough to uh, to to win the ball game. All right, so we both agree on Cal. Yeah. Next, we got that pinstripe bull at Yankee Stadium. You know, they just this is another game they just kind of pulled out of their ass like the last few years or so. Yeah. So we got Miami against my Badgers. Okay. Uh, obviously, I'm going to probably go for the Badgers on this one, but I'm hoping Alex Honeybrook pulls the game out of his ass like he did last year in the Orange Bowl, and hopefully he can build on that for next year. I guess all, I'm hoping he just can play really well against Miami. And yeah, um, Miami defense is only giving up 18 points per game. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rush offense, they're getting about 197 yards per game. They have a Travis Hemer, I think I wrote that down right, 969 mm-hmm. yards, which is not great, but still impressive. You know, almost a thousand yard season. Yeah, with with but- with 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 with, with, uh, with Wisconsin, everybody knows about Alex Hornibrook's struggles. You know, he's he's hot or cold. John, He's super cold. But Jonathan Taylor is going to be is the difference. Man. Yeah, I, yeah, you know, we're talking one of the top rush offenses. The defense, y'all's defense isn't bad. Uh, it's not good. 24 points like per has- game, though. I think y'all score more than 24 points. Oh, yeah. So, I, I'm going to I'm gonna go with the Badgers as well. Okay, thank you. I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that win. But, yeah, Jonathan Taylor, uh, another note, is he needs 11 yards to get over 2,000 yards. That, Back-to-back seasons, two thousand yards. That's pretty damn impressive. Mm-hmm. And he's only a sophomore. He's he still got one more, at least one more year. Man, he's gonna <laughs> rush for eight thousand yards. <laughs> yeah, it's possible. <laughs> no, six thousand because he's gonna go to draft there for next year. Yeah, yeah. So he's not gonna get he's not gonna get Ron Dane's rushing record. Uh, we're going from that to the Independence Bowl. We got mm-hmm. Temple and Duke. Who are you going with that one? Um, Temple has a very good rush offense. Duke has a very bad rush defense. Temple's defense forces turnovers. They have 28 this season. I'm going with the Owls. Okay. Yeah, I'm going with the Owls too. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm just kind of part – I'm not really huge sold on Duke right now. Um, yeah, they have a solid quarterback, but I don't think outside of that they don't have much much mm-hmm. else going for them. Okay, so going from that to the Texas Bowl, you got Baylor, who's basically playing a home game, versus Vandy. I'm going to go with Vandy just for the sheer fact that they they basically held their own against Notre Dame, and I'm hoping that you know that that show on the on the bowl game. Yeah, um, obviously Baylor is going to have a solid offense. I mean, that's it, it, the Big Twelve kind of goes without saying. Their um, their defense uh, gives up uh, explosive plays, and they don't make stops. So mm-hmm. that's you know that's bad news. Uh, well, it's a Big Twelve. Yeah, yeah, typical, <laughs> typical, typical Big Twelve defense. Uh, Vandy is kind of the definition of bend but don't break. Uh, and from what I was reading, they're one of the top defenses in the SECs in preventing explosive plays. Uh, everybody knows Kyle Shermer, uh, Keyshawn Vaughn, running back. Vandy's won their last three out of four. I think they're going to make it four out of five. Okay. Yep. So we're in agreement on that one. Next, we got the Music City Bowl. You got Purdue and Auburn. I think Auburn's uh, continues. I'm picking Purdue. I'm hoping that they can have the kind of explosion we saw against Ohio State. Yeah, uh, I'm. I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to go with Purdue. Uh, their, their quarterback, uh, David Blah Blow. I'm not sure how you say that. I think it's 
I think it's blah. Yeah, thirty five hundred <laughs> yards, twenty five touchdowns, pretty solid. They have a freshman uh, wide receiver, Rondell Moore, who has uh, oh that dude is fast. Yeah, eleven hundred yards, thirteen touchdowns, twenty uh, fourth in yards per game, tenth in passing yards per game. I I I think that Auburn's offense may kind of cancel that out. Uh, defense may kind of cancel that out. I think they'll you know it'll. They won't be as ex- as explosive, but I just don't think Auburn on offense is consistent enough to score enough points. So I'm I'm gonna go with Purdue. Yep. All right. So next we got the Camping World Bowl. We got uh, West Virginia Mountaineers versus Syracuse of the orange type. <laughs> <laughs> that was the corniest line I've ever heard in my life. Womp womp womp. I was trying to make a punchline and it didn't exactly work. <laughs> so who are you going with the who are you going with the camping world bowl? Uh I'm gonna keep this one simple. I've been given lots of stats and stuff, uh, but I'm gonna keep this one simple. No Will Greer, no problem. West Virginia wins. Yeah. With a I think Devin Stills, you know, caps off his senior year with a couple with a pair of touchdowns and hopefully boosts his stock. Considering the fact that this kid started out as a as a one of the highly touted quarterback prospects and now he's playing receiver. I think I think he does all right against Syracuse. Syracuse's uh, defense, I think uh, defense isn't holding up so well lately, and I don't think uh, Dungey's a hundred percent either. Still, so. yeah. So going from that to the Alamo Bowl, I think it's one of the more interesting bowls that there is because it seems like almost every other year it's probably one of the better ones to watch, as far as like bowl season comes along comes along. So, uh, uh, it's, yeah, Iowa State versus our beloved Washington Cougars. Yeah. <laughs> Who are you going with this one? Uh, do you think I'm going against Mike Leach? Uh, no. no absolutely not. I'm going with Wazoo. Why, why would you go against the Pirate? Why? Because, yeah, oh, yeah, I get what you're going. I, no, I'm definitely not going against the Pirate. Uh, yeah, Wazoo is going to win. I, I, I just think they're a better team. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, we got – so, that concludes the games. That's all through next Friday. We got three games that me and Barton are different. So on. you're you're picking Wazoo as well. I am also picking Wazoo. Okay. I, I, why would we go against them? Like seriously. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so there's no argument there. No, there is none. Exactly. I will. I will not even entertain that ridiculousness. Yeah, you don't do it. You just don't do it. <laughs> I regret nothing in my decision at this. <laughs> so we got three bulls that me and Barton, we still are waiting for, you know, people to help come up with a clever punishment for the, for two, the two of us for the next time. Whenever we get together next, we'll do the punishment on a, uh, on a video podcast. Yeah. Not, get on our social too. media people. We're Where are Twitter, our 14 fans at? <laughs> yeah. The 14 of y'all who listen to this show. So, <laughs> Make, so Let your voices be heard. Let's make these punishments, you know, not super terrible. Like, at least nothing like where it has to have, like show any bare nudity or anything. Let's let's just go along those lines. You know what I mean? Yeah, or like you know, no like tattoos or anything. Yeah, nothing super crazy. We're not we're 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 ballers on a budget here. We don't have a whole lot. <laughs> Why do you think we're recording on you know? Cell phone. Record, we're recording fun. using the Anchor app. Come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shout out to Anchor. Shout out to Anchor. Know, share, share, share our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
But that's all we got for this week, folks. Uh, again, oh. the scores the score is for uh, Barton's for Fluffy and Fizzy's Bowl Mania challenge. No. Barton won. Yep, Drew zero. <laughs> <laughs> Nine to one and eight to two. Oh, jeez. But you know, I can still come back. We got three games. I can either I can go. I can have a two-game lead or be down four to nothing. And basically, at at this point, that's that's what I'm looking at. Uh, or we could be tied. Could be tied. Yeah, that's that's for sure. Tied. Could be tied so, going into the to the big bowl games. Yep. So, I'll and then we'll decide on the national title game too. So, yeah. Um, but that's all I got for this week, Bart. What do you got? You got anything else for this week? Ah. Uh, I think we about covered it all. We went through the bowl games a little bit quicker than I thought. So. <laughs> I thought so too. Like I, think, I wasn't expecting that much. And you're putting out stats just to help, kind of help fill the time, but we're still at 36 minutes. <laughs> yeah. So how you how you, uh, how you guys doing out there? <laughs> you guys need to talk. Yeah, yeah. Are, are the holidays stressful? <laughs> if, you, if anyone needs to talk, please feel free to DM us or whatever. But. <laughs> But honestly, folks, um, I I know we get around, but you guys stay safe this holiday season. I know I know the holidays can be stressful. Please, you know, don't. I, I'm I'm one of them. I was just at the mall today, and I want to kill every human being in my way. Oof. <laughs> if you're going, if you're doing Christmas shopping now, ooh, good, Godspeed, <laughs> Godspeed to you. Also, drink responsibly. I know that you know the holidays. You know, don't don't feel the need to drink and drive. Get an Uber. Please don't cheaper. drink and drive. <laughs> it's, a lot, it's a lot. It's a lot cheaper than a DUI. But for Philip Fizzy Barton, I'm Drew Fluffy Coach. You guys have a great, great holiday season, and we will catch you guys next week. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. Ho ho ho. <laughs> <laughs>